the ability to let go. That's not giving up, it's the opposite. It is literally the opposite. Having the ability to let go. What are we powerless to? What can we surrender to? And what can we control? So powerless and surrender have these negative connotations. And I talked about this at, at length with these, these, these men recently in that this wonderful course. Um, I had this connotation of powerlessness and, and, and surrender as throwing the white flag, giving up, giving in. No, it's not. There is so much in this world we can't control and letting go of those things and working on the ones we can is such a beautiful and freeing feeling. Yeah. So what, the ability to recognize that. So saying, I can control this mm-hmm. and I'm gonna really, really work hard at that mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it my all, mm-hmm. wonderful. There's something you can't control, surrender to it. Admit powerlessness to it and just say, that's okay, I'm gonna let that ride out. The universe will have a way of dealing with that and that, that's fine, it's not in my control. But what I can do, I will, I will look after. Controlling the controllables. Welcome to the latest episode of the Resilience Toolbox. Known as the art of recovering from an incident, resilience is crucial to human coping mechanisms following a life event, traumatic or negative experience, or simply everyday struggles. Not only does it shape how we bounce back, it also affects the way we think, feel and act in everyday situations. Today I'm joined by Jim Burnside, personal trainer and semi-professional footballer who lives with daily mental health challenges. Despite this, he has strong networks, a successful business, and, even during the darkest of days, lives by the ethos of being the best version of yourself. Jim and I will be chatting about his mental health challenges as a young man, the mechanisms he has adopted to cope with these challenges, the role of social media in shaping thoughts and perceptions and the goals he sets to remain resilient to the demons he faces. Welcome, Jim. Anything I've missed? No, hello. It's lovely. It's a very nice introduction. It was lovely to hear you speak in, in such a way. And it's obviously, I'm really grateful to be here talking about resilience and, and, and me and perhaps hopefully that can help young men or young people or anyone who's who's dealing with anything or, or, or struggle or needs to, to talk about it. Fantastic. Well, c- can we uh, jump right in? Then? Of course. Let's go. Thank you. Um, it's obviously important to say we're recording this under social distancing measures, so I hope you can hear me over there. Yep. Um, so if you feel comfortable starting off with a deep question, yep. can you tell me about your mental health challenges and, and how you live with them day to day? I think it's uh, it's quite a difficult question in terms of uh, a lot of the time I'm a very, very happy, energetic, overly so person. That's 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 who I am. That's how people know me. Um but underneath that, there is this 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 constant cycle of um, intrusive thoughts, perhaps some OCD behaviours, some anxiety, um, and some some very sort of uh, low and high moods of both which can cause issues. Now, um, maybe eighteen months ago, two years ago, um, this kind of came, really came to the forefront for me, um, and I was putting an act on. I was still doing what I'm doing now. I was mm-hmm. still personal training. I was in another job as well at the time. I was playing football. I was in a long-term relationship I was I was living in a house that I wanted for some time and everything seemed to be seemed to be great and I was I was feeling on the surface it looked happy but underneath I had this this anger and this sadness and this this out of control spiraling type feeling that that I had um not an education of no awareness of and, and really didn't understand mm-hmm. um and I let it build up most most young men in that situation just think how dare I feel feel like this and people have approached me since that and had similar similar thoughts of this makes me angry because I have so much. How can I feel so low or, or so little? Okay. Um, but it was it was it was for me. It was daily, 
daily very intrusive thoughts about the darkest of stuff about my own death family death things like that and 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 that would be i would try and harness that with ocd behaviors having to walk a certain way touch a certain thing speak in a certain manner do anything crazy like touch the tv on and off switch six times before walking out the door twice just to to, to, i would manipulate my own thoughts in my own head to create these scenarios that could or couldn't happen and i would lay awake at night thinking about not being here i would yeah i would it was it was it was a bit of a bit of darkness it's not something um i want anyone to feel sorry about it. it's just something that's actually i'm very proud of because it's taken me to where i am today um but that's come through uh, some learning mechanisms and some uh some therapy some medications and meditations some some of these these this the toolkit we talk about toolkit we've often had and i have mentioned about this this toolkit that i'm growing and i'm getting better with um but still, I have all those things I've mentioned every day. Mm-hmm. I just have more tools now to deal with them. Okay. And and at that point, the, the low point that you reached, were others aware? You know, no. Okay. No. I think it was, I think it became, I, I, I had these masks. Mm-hmm. So when I was the personal trainer, I, I was the personal training mask was on. I knew how to behave in a manner. I knew how to make people think I was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I went into a football changing room, I knew how to be, the big man, so mm. to speak, what I thought was the, uh, 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 an icon of strength, mm-hmm. when actually it was the opposite. It was weakness. It was complete and utter weakness of not being able to be me and be myself and open up to that. Um, it was, yeah, I, I used to describe it as masks. I used to say to, to my partner, this is, I'm wearing a different mask. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come home and I'd be exhausted with it because mm-hmm. when you're not acting how you feel all day, every day, you're not showing your true emotion and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's really, really exhausting. And, um, it's not. It's not. It's not a good way to be with, with 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 that. And actually, it got to a point where the the suicidal thoughts for someone who was seen to be so happy were so prominent. I thought, I've, this this can't keep happening. Like I was, yeah. I was coming home from football matches, which was, I was playing well. I was scoring goals. I was I was doing whatever. I was coaching clients, coming home and crying in a cupboard and and hiding myself. Literally. Yeah, literally putting myself in a cupboard. Wow. Put myself in and crying and but but looking forward to that driving home being like right can't wait I'm going to be in a cupboard later I'm going to cry, and I thought I was sitting in there once and I said, this isn't me what this 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 isn't me and 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 I, I'm over showing strength with over exercising, mm. being the big man and actually I need to do something about this and it was my my mum I spoke to first as a nurse, um, and she I think she she knew mums know don't yeah. they she knew she said i've known this this since you were a kid that this would come here so as I long was, as long as that yeah then. she said i was i was always a, a a nice boy but 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 a boy who who was adhd traits and, and over energetic and and could never sit still could never was never comfortable was always erratic with my behavior and emotional highly 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 emotional okay again which i'm very proud of mm. sensitivity off the scale very proud of that, but that can cause that gift can be a curse sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so upon that realization, what steps did you take? Um, I didn't. I didn't want to accept medication at first. Okay. I th- I still had this 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 toxic masculinity. I can fight this on my own type feeling, um, but I couldn't. And I had some cognitive behavioral therapy, which was. So perhaps helpful to some people, not particularly helpful to me. Yeah. The idea of just not doing these things, which they told me to do, was the the end of the world. They were their suggestion, perhaps at the time, and this isn't about CBT as a whole, but um, was hey, rather than touching that thing when you have these intrusive thoughts or feeling this way, 
why don't you just not? And I was like, well, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I, I tried it and um, my only tool I had, which which made was a temporary fix, a temporary relief, was, was exercise. But yes. even that became an addiction to the point of I would have to feel so much pain during exercise that that, that would t- t- take away from the pain I was feeling elsewhere. But it was a temporary fix. Um, so I, I went to see my mum. Mum said, this is it. We, we, we're going to deal with this now. You're going to book him with a doctor. We're going to get some... You're going to get some medication. You're going to take some antidepressants, which I was like, I'm not depressed. I'm happy all the time. That's not what depression is because those high highs and low lows. Yeah. Um, and we discussed, we discussed OCD. We discussed something, cyclomania, which is a little bit like bipolar, very right. high highs and low lows. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the relief I felt walking into, and I, it was, I had a wonderful doctor um, who just, I was still very scared when I walked in. I burst into tears as soon as I walked in. Um the relief I had once I started a course of medication and uh, it was a step forward where I just let go. I let go and I said, this is me and I'm going to, and subsequently I'm going to come on to letting go further as we talk, but mm. I'd let go of that pain. I said, I'm doing something about this now. Mm-hmm. So medication was what started to, to, to help. Um, I'm happy to talk about that. It's a, a mm. tablet called Sertraline. It's uh, mm. helps with low mood and anxiety. Yeah. And then um, a couple of weeks into taking this tablet, I, uh, I was talking to my partner and saying to her, Kelly, I feel all these things. And she was just saying, sweetheart, that's just normality. <laughs> and, it, and, and the idea of normality felt so ecstatic. So it's like ecstasy, like feeling. It was just, it, it, it was, it was incredible. And then. And it was something that was new to you entirely. Yeah, yeah completely new. Like I was either zero to a hundred. There's nothing in between. It, it was, yeah. And it had always been like that. And again, that, that's a gift in its own sense. And I'm, I'm proud of that as well, but it's harnessing that gift. Mm. And the, the medication helped me find that balance more often than not. Like I'd be at my worst on a holiday. I'd be at my worst when I had time to think that would be my worst time when people think you need to relax. No, when I relax, that's when I'm at worst. So I, with, with the use of, of some medication, I found some, some space, some, some headspace, some, some calmness. Um, and uh, that was my first tool. That was the first big step. I, I then started some new therapy with someone else um, who really helps. Um, right. And I'm going to come into some of the techniques I've learned at some point later on. Mm. But there is some some really simplistic stuff there that has just helped me no end. So my toolbox is growing now. So I've got the medication. I've got the therapy. Um, I started to meditate daily. Um, okay. Something I find incredibly powerful. Yeah. Spiritually and emotionally, there is, I find... Stress has has all sorts of horrendous negative to any of these situations. So the the idea to center myself for even just small periods a day, four or five minutes, I find that presence uh, which I never could find before. And if I do that daily, it's 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 progression. It's not perfection. It's it's mm-hmm. again, it's another tool. Um, exercise is still another tool. Yeah. Um, and I'm just growing this box now, whereby I'm still poorly. I'll probably be poorly forever. Mm-hmm. But my toolbox is is so much better equipped now mm-hmm. that when these these moments happen mm-hmm. I can deal with it mm-hmm. okay. I can deal with it yeah that's brilliant and and obviously your openness you're being extremely open now yeah. which I'm so grateful for yeah um ha- did that change with other people because it sounds to me like you had all these personas and you were fitting into these personas did you start to open up to your football team to your clients so you know what did anything shift there as well the the most beautiful and complete shift and it, and it's what oh. this this now is what I am. I feel so in the right place doing what I'm doing. Even being here in this moment, talking about this, I f- it feels right. Mm-hmm. I know this is right now, and nothing ever really felt truly right to me. Mm-hmm. I would always be questioning it, and, and and 
never being present in it. This is, I know what I'm doing now is the right thing to do. So that, that, that shift of strength is not hiding it. Strength is not putting on a mask. Strength is not over-exercising. Strength isn't actually pretending to be a big man. Strength is actually saying, I'm not okay. I'm yeah. really vulnerable. I'm really oversensitive. I care about people on a, on a different level to others. I understand people on a different level to others. And that causes me pain as much as it causes me love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started opening up in, in the best way to other men, football environments, my clients, my parents, my partner, my friends, everyone. And in a way of such pride and even more pride now because by finding my own, by seeing my own darkness, I'm better equipped to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get most of my joy in this world, helping helping another person, seeing them succeed is what I do for a job. Mm-hmm. But I do it for a job because it makes me feel so happy. So mm-hmm. perhaps that's selfish. Um, <laughs> no. But, it, but it, it's, yeah, complete shift. Like, and, and you, you, the amount of people that have reached out subsequently from from football environments, PT environment, any any environment that that I know they've they've found some help in, in what I'm doing, some some comfort, and um, perhaps helping them on their own start of their own journey is incredible. And you would not realise the amount of people that are going through the same thing. And it takes someone, it takes someone sometimes who looks like the opposite of what that should be to be able to say this this is me. This is this is absolutely me. Yeah. I had a had a client, a young man, super handsome, lots of money, doing very well for himself, in great shape. And I had this perception, he's doing great. Mm. He said, Can we have a coffee? And I said, Yeah, of course you can. What like I thinking it was gonna be a training conversation. He said the exact same thing to me. Exact same thing to me. He said, I'm so angry at myself, I have all these things, but I feel so low. And at that point I was thinking, I'm in the right place now to deal with this. I've seen that darkness, let me help that person. Um so I was glad I was that was a moment for me where I felt so happy that someone saw because I'd reached out because I'd spoken out because I'd been me yes they saw me as someone that could help them and that gave me such joy and 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 Mm -hmm. not to see him sad but knowing that I could tell him it's really going to be okay it's really really going to be okay yeah I've done this I've seen it let me help you Mm -hmm. and there is no right or wrong answer to all of this and every situation is unique but we can call upon very similar techniques of self-love and self-care and and looking after each each other that that will help and will Mm -hmm. take us there Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it's interesting, you know, sort of this openness. Do you feel that there, in terms of gender, there's an added pressure being male, or you know, is it just a universal thing? What, what I'm interested in your view on that. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred, one hundred percent, and it, and it's, it's, it feels so prehistoric now that that should be the way, and and I, and I, um, I talk very openly on social media, in in football changing rooms, in in front of my friends, in in pubs, where in in masculine environments about this now mm. and for 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 want of, of a better phrase i don't give a mm. mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're on the podcast i, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't it, not giving a is doesn't mean that you you're, you're you, you don't care it just means i am who i am mm. i'm really really proud of that i've seen some darkness i've felt some darkness and it's taken me to a beautiful position and i'm going to own that mm. in in its entirety and if you don't like that then that's fine mm-hmm. that's that's fine perhaps you've got your own issues to deal with and you're not ready to be on this journey yet but I, men especially, football especially, like the gym where I spend most of my time, these yeah. are masculine environments. Mm. And I'm holding my hands up and saying, I can play football, I can lift weights, I can do these things, I can go to the pub and drink pints, I can be the, the man, but also I can say to you, I'm so oversensitive, I cry all the time, I feel on a different level. Like, and, and, and I'm highly emotional, I'm high, and I, I care on a, on a different level, and I'm so proud of all those traits, mm. and those traits cause me pain, and now they cause me such bring me such joy yeah and um the amount of men that look at me now and go 
there's a, of course there's some teasing there's some initial and that's that's people that's fear people are scared of that's someone discomfort yeah, isn't discomfort. it yeah I don't, I don't care but mm. more often than not people will come around to it and go actually can I can I ask you something can we talk about this <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah what what I've seen in just the the I mean the very small impact I've had on a small group of people but in the environments I'm now in I can see there's a change I can see there's some positivity and if someone is seen to be owning that and being proud of it then I'm hoping it gives others the the ability to do the same and, and I am seeing that I am which is beautiful yeah absolutely and and in terms of kind of your journey for want of a better word going from kind of your lowest point mm. to where you are now um were there realizations or mechanisms aside from medication helping you? And you mm. talked about a therapist. Mm. Did, did you start to identify with the cause of the cause of that? Was it is it quote simply a condition that's been labelled and that's what you get? Do you know what I mean? Is it childhood related or no? Yeah, we did. There was there was. I am who I am. Yeah. I am who I am. I uh, probably had ADHD since I was very very little, which went undiagnosed until right. until I was an adult. I. Um, I like I said, it was there was nothing. I am oversensitive and 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 compassionate and empathetic and and caring and and this is beautiful, but it can be painful. And and there's not there's not any backdated trauma. I have had such a wonderful upbringing. That's where the anger came from at first. I had I've yeah, had, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, at, actually. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There there was no nothing that that caused this. This was ingrained in me and will always be ingrained. It's who I am as a person, and, and it's yeah. a gift. It's a superpower, mm. but also it can cause pain. Yeah. It was harnessing that. Mm. So. As I, as I continued through the journey, I learned some techniques through therapy that started to really, really help. Yeah. Um, and there was no, there was no, there's no switch, which I thought when I started therapy, there would be, there'd be this switch of better now, or he would have some sort of magic trick or, or formula to, to, to make me better. Mm-hmm. I, it was never been about that. And, it, and this, this, it was, it was the most simplistic parts of therapy really, really helped. So we, we talked about acceptance, accepting who I am yeah. being, and, and, you, what, dealing with what I can and can't change. I, I, I am who I am. I'm not. He's not going to be able to take away from me the fact that I am zero to a hundred, a little bit, all or nothing. He doesn't want to. Yeah. I need to start embracing that. He doesn't want to take away from the fact that I'm sensitive and I'm empathetic and I'm caring and I'm driven and, and I'm um, a little bit of a perfectionist sometimes when it comes to how I am with people. That He doesn't want to take that away from me, but it's accepting that's who I am and saying, okay, we accept that. What can we do in these situations to, to, to help or to to deal with these things? So there are certain things you can do and there's certain things you can't do. We let go of the things you can't and we work hard on the things we can. Mm-hmm. There was identification in terms of when you see a therapist, you, you do think they've got all the answers. So for him to say, it's really okay, like I understand this pain and people have felt this pain before and you, you're doing okay with this. Mm. That was great. That was that was lovely. But one of the these these techniques I wanted to share in terms of actual sort of mind, not tricks, but little little, uh, little ideas that really really helped me. Yeah. And and I I shared some of these with some some professional football players recently. Men at the top of their sport. I mean, top of their sporting game. And they came back and said, "Wow, like that's really really helped me." And these are people in the public eye who you'd think big, strong, so and they're really so simplistic. So, um, I think everyone deals with intrusive thoughts in some way, shape, or form. There's that there's that idea that you are not the voice in my head; you mm-hmm. are the person that listens to it. It's from a song. It's also an Eckhart Tolle quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a voice in everyone's head. Yes, that's not you. There's a, that voice is is talking to you. You are the person who listens to it and acts upon it. So, this voice would say to me regularly jump in front of a train just go and do it go find a go to a train station and jump in front of a train um and so to, to, to my way of dealing with this now this this small technique my, my therapist said that's okay we have these crazy thoughts like standing on the edge of a boat 
jump off, cut, driving a car down the motorway, crash it. Like we, we have mm-hmm. these thoughts. Most people can deal with them sort mm-hmm. of rationally. Mm-hmm. My, I would obsess over mine for hours on, and hours on end. Um, so we, we, we talked about being at a train station and you imagine late at night when those slow trains come in and they come out mm-hmm. and, they, and they, they sort of chuk, 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 mm-hmm. not the fast ones, they just come in slowly yes. and they go out slowly. So he says, when you get that thought, sit yourself right there, embrace it, accept it. So we're there, we're at the train station. And when you see that slow train come in, put that thought on a train. Mm-hmm. Put, that, oh, nice. put, that, put that, that aggressive, that intense thought on that train and just watch it drift off. Mm-hmm. And you just watch it. And I, and I watch my thought drift off into the distance slowly, not fast. Mm-hmm. It's not on a fast train. It just, it just drifts off. I've no idea where it's going. That train, you never have any idea where that train's going. You always, yeah. they're just coming and passing through and yes. doing their thing. So it was that idea of the thought is passing through my yes. mind. And if it came back again, there's always another train. You can put it on going in another direction. Yeah. So I sit in that pain. Yeah. I accept it. Yes. I put my thought onto a slower train and I let it drift away. Yeah. And this is where I would now spend hours obsessing and being angry at it. Um, it goes quicker. So it's, it's not, uh, it's still there, but mm. it may go in 10 seconds rather than in 10 minutes, an hour, mm. whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and battling with that in your head for 10 minutes or an hour is, mm. is hard sometimes, mm. exhausting. Sure. So yeah. just to, and it brings me back to centering myself. I sit down, I pause, I put it on and I slowly watch it drift off. And that's, mm. that's one of my, my, uh, ways of dealing with that thought in particular that was more specific to me now a more generalized one which plays on one of my positive traits empathy is when you've got an intrusive thought imagine there's a party in your head so when you have one of those thoughts where any and this could be anything i would have any any given thought on any given day about pain to people it's always about pain to people or pain to me really or, or uh, if i don't do this this will happen or whatever yeah. so i'm imagining there's a party in my head and uh there's a uh, there's someone at this party, you're having a nice time, there's someone at this party who's causing a bit of scene, being a bit loud, annoying you. Like, you've got two options in this in this situation. You have a fight with this this, this person and it ruins the day, yeah. causes a scene and everyone, no one else is very happy. The alternative is you go and put your arm around that person, offer them a drink, see if they're okay and say, come and join us. Mm-hmm. So I have this idea in my head now when I have that thought, I put, put my arm around it. I say, stop being silly, come on. Come and join us. We're all having a good time uh-huh. over here, yeah. and that's that's plays on my empathy, and that's I've done that in in my in my real life. So why not do it when it's when it's going wrong upstairs? Like I I, and it's it's such a, it's such a calming thing for me. So I I, I see them as I see them as people. I see it as something that I can deal with, and I say right, let's have a cuddle. Let's move on. Let's let mm. and then. And these are just really simple techniques. There isn't an on, on and off switch with therapy. It's uh, no. let's find things that work for you. So being empathetic works for me. Yeah. Watching, stopping and letting something drift away works for me. Now, these, yeah. these techniques could be different for different people. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of putting your arm around a thought that's causing you pain is 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 great. It's, yeah. it's uh, you embrace it, you accept it, mm-hmm. and we move on from it. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the, the, they always, the therapists always talk about, we've probably heard it lots of times before, trying not to think about pink elephants, you think about pink elephants. Yeah. We have to accept that this is going to go on. We can't flick a switch and they're going to disappear. So no. we just deal with them rationally. Uh-huh. Um, which brings me back to that, that balanced approach where I didn't find that balance before, but I am finding it now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It's interesting because you, know, you talk about the, the mindfulness, the, your analogy with the train is fantastic because yeah. you know, what, what they try and teach mindfulness and we actually in the last podcast we spoke to someone who specialized in it and it is around you know the thoughts coming and going so that metaphor you use is actually a sort of really useful technique that people who might be newer to it could 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 give it a go and similarly with the kind of inner critic that you're talking about Mm. it reminds me of a book called the chimp paradox yeah yeah Yeah. and and, and you're kind of managing your chimp quite well with those conversations so and actually 
you don't need to have a quotes illness or mm. you know, anything that's labelled, do you, to be able to employ these techniques no. and, and benefit. The 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 chimp paradox is, is 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 a wonderful book for anyone who doesn't matter whether you're how if you if you think everything's going on it's a great book to yes. read in just in terms yeah. of that. anyway because we all have an inner voice yes and it, and it's again that that quote you are not the voice in your head you mm. are the one that listens to it yeah it's there we have it we have that chimp we have yeah. that we have that good chimp that bad chimp they're not bad either of them no. they push us along in different ways mm. and it's accepting that recognizing that mm-hmm. but then choosing to recenter yourself and say okay which how am I going to deal with this this thought or this mm-hmm. voice or this idea? I'm going to choose to deliver it how I want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I would have very much knee-jerked, dealt with the first thing that came to me and, and keep doing that all day and seeing how that got me on. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was great. Sometimes it was really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's such a good point around sort of you, we are not our thoughts. No. And so exercises like that and, and even mindfulness practice mm-hmm. emphasises that point, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And it, I should imagine it's quite freeing. Freeing is a word I was talking to a, to a friend about yesterday. I this 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 when you've when you've felt how you how 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 I felt for for long periods of time to the ability now to to let go and be proud of who I am is the most freeing feeling in the world. Yeah. The ability to be present. And I'm not present all day. I still get a bit ahead of myself. I still try and replicate things that have gone in the past, but I, I get I'm getting better with it. Okay. It is the most freeing feeling. Right now I'm I'm talking to you and I'm in this moment mm. and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and I'm loving it mm-hmm. and it's freeing. And it feels like you're floating on air and it's incredible and I want to help people find that feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's there's not a there's no magic trick. No. It's just harnessing who you are and what you are and embracing that because we're all beautiful in our own wonderful way. Mm-hmm. And when you find that and when you find what makes you tick, then it, it it's uh it's incredible and it's not mm. driven by money. It's not driven by materials. It's mm. not driven by uh, this outside source of perceived pleasure. It's not driven by other people's opinions. It's just, it's it's available to you for just being you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone can't see that beauty, then they perhaps shouldn't be in your life anyway. Well, what's, um, what's really coming through strongly for me as well, actually, is about sort of self-compassion and self-acceptance. Mm. You know, there's a real um, kind of articulation from you around, you know, this is me, mm. however it's a good thing and it can sometimes be a bad thing mm. but this is how I'm managing it and and, and it, it, it's coming up more often on the self-compassion theme yeah. and, and and I suspect probably more so since the pandemic um, because, you know, people are hopefully trying to be kinder to people because of what's going on around us. Um, have you seen or noticed a shift at all of, like, courtesy of, of the pandemic or is, is it just the same for you? I'm interested. No, so... Um... Perhaps, perhaps I have a bit more of a biased opinion because I'm throwing myself into that environment head yes, first. Yes, okay. So, but I, but I hope so. But I, I did. I've just completed a course um, with eleven other men, um, and we're talking people who've played Champions League football, ex Premier League managers, Premier okay. League players, um, and these eleven men are, are are talking about. Now, I I'm relating this to football and, and, and men, but it has there's lessons to be learned here for anyone of, it, sure. of any kind, business, yeah. sport, whatever whatever it is, just self self betterment. It's uh, this shift in the the ability for these men to sit together in this room and to talk in the way we talked and to be open and to be um, compassionate and to be able to check in on each other. And um, we did a we did a sort of a six week sort of four or five hours a week together. Yeah. Um, and and it was the most beautiful thing for me to see this masculine environment be able to be, okay, yeah, no, if, if you feel like that, then let me tell you how I feel. And and, yeah. and, and that helps. Yes. That really helps. Um, 
and for, for me as well, still on my journey, it was incredible to see men that I would have looked up to saying, yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Because you, we have this idea, we have this, and social media doesn't help, that everyone is, 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 is getting on fine or getting on perfectly. It's just me dealing with all this ridiculousness. But everyone's everyone's a little bit broken in some way, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. We've all got no, no. things that need to be healed. We've got things that need to help. Nobody is perfect. And when we try and compare ourselves to others, I do this a lot in my in my personal training type, type stuff, we have this idealistic version of a person, someone else's face, someone else's sense of humour, someone else's bum, someone else's abs, someone else's whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no perfect person. Everyone else is looking at someone else and thinking, I want what they've got. Yeah. So it brings me back to that idea of, no, let's just let's just try and be the best me and mm-hmm. that see how that goes mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a while because it can guarantee someone's looking at you thinking they want one part of you as well. Yeah. And, and when we can come away from that a little bit and, and, and embrace our own wonderfulness our own uniqueness mm-hmm. you can you can find a little bit more peace with that i think yeah, yeah. but coming back to the question because i've just kind of rambled on a little bit there Sorry. yes I, I think there is a culture shift um and i'm and, and i want to be a person that sort of drives that a little bit myself in my small community and if that helps one other person if this podcast helps one other person then hopefully they'll go on and do it mm-hmm. and it will be a ripple effect there will be a ripple effect and for every person that's trying there'll be another person dumbing it down but again it doesn't matter what they think they're just on their own journey and they'll find it when they need to mm-hmm. um trying to change people's opinions is not what i'm doing here but trying to say to people it's okay and yes. this is me and, and, and that can help you. There's no right or wrong answer to this. Every situation is different, but there is mm. certain techniques I think we could all follow that help us individually. Mm. Then great. Then then yes, mm. I think we are moving in the right direction. Mm. Yeah. And and in terms of you as a person, um, you know, it's clear that you show empathy and connect mm. to other people. Mm. And, and, I, and I've read recently around sort of the role of, you know, kindness and compassion towards others um, can help with one's own sort of levels of peace and happiness. Is that something that would resonate for you? Absolutely. Yeah. The the most, one of my, the, I talk about being present in my job when I'm helping someone else. I'm so present in that time, in that, in that moment, in helping them, in seeing, and, and their, 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 their results, their, their, they're not even results because there's no end to this journey, but their, them feeling better for some some time with me makes me feel so happy, so so happy, and not even happy is not even the wrong word. Happiness is transient. It makes me feel content. Brilliant, yeah. It yeah. makes me feel so content. Happiness can come and go. I feel so content in that moment and, and present in that moment, and it's um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I think I mentioned earlier, it's the most selfish thing that I do is by helping others. That's why I draw upon empathy when I have those intrusive thoughts because it makes me feel better if I go and help someone yes. and do something something some days I will if I'm feeling rubbish yes. I'll go out my way to do something to look after me so that may be course, and, and course, it, yeah. listen it's not I, I I don't like it when someone says oh I went and did x to make and look what I'm doing you see on social media but actually if you can have a little random act of kindness somewhere and it could just be people look at me very strangely sometimes when I go <laughs> and do it and it, and I will I will see someone I've never met before and go tell them something nice about them that I'm thinking in that moment mm. Because I know it will help them, but in turn, if they smile back, it will help me as well. Yeah. So, and you can't, but you can't fake that. It has to be authentic. It has to be real. It has to be. Um, yeah, people will see through it if it if, it, it's, if it's, genuine. it's not genuine. It's not yeah. genuine. Yeah. Um, and authenticity. We 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 talked. Helen and I have mentioned even earlier today. Lead, leadership begins and ends with authenticity. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever, sort of 
was gained that fulfillment they're looking for by trying to replicate someone else. No. Be authentic. No. Be authentic. And if authentic is going up to someone and telling them they look incredible today and that you like their, their that's fine. Go and do that. Yeah. And if it's in your head, go and think it. Mm-hmm. If being authentic is seeing someone in need of something, I don't know whether it's a homeless person or someone that needs some help and actually going over it and helping that person because that's what you want to do, then go and do it. Mm-hmm. Don't go and do it and post it on social media and think that you've, you've done something good because you want other people to think it. Go no. and do what, go and be authentic with it. Yeah. Um, uh, authenticity is, is something that is now is everything to me it comes to that's it it's a, it's a great word for what we're talking about here yeah authenticity yeah and being true to who you are and, yeah. that, and that comes across actually and you, you mentioned um social media and, and mm. you are quite active on on social media mm. um and, and and i can understand it. it's a big part of um growing your professional network as a network as a pt um, but we know equally that comparison can be the enemy of, of, of joy. So, in, in you know, how do you reconcile that? What are the risks involved with it? Social media gets a, gets a very bad rep, but we all use it. It's about again, it's about harnessing its superpower. Yes, it's my my whole business, advertising everything. I don't pay a penny to market my business. is all done through social media. Yeah. Um, but I think if you if you're putting out authentic and valuable content, um, then it can be positive. Now, I women tend to be a little bit more different to, to men in my my environment. There's a, there's a lot of comparison with women. Well, more more so I see from my experience, um, and I, and I talk about when I talk about results or or whatever. It's if you're coming to me as a client for the first time. I don't I don't care how fast anyone else has run or what they've lifted or what they've done. I care about the progression we're going to make together in that environment. Now, we we I did a I did a promotional video recently and and I talked about in in depth we don't chase anything but a feeling. So the best mm-hmm. version of an individual is so unique. There's never been a best Helen. There's never been a best Jim before. We mm-hmm. are our own individual. So why would we measure that on a parameter or a scale? That compared well, to someone, someone else, else yeah that doesn't make doesn't yeah. make sense they're <laughs> completely, sense. Different, completely, yeah. completely different lines of of um success there so if the best version of you is what we're looking for and that's through how we feel mm. then let's let's not put it on a scale mm-hmm. let's just go and why would you want to limit your limit your success by giving yourself a goal or a result by saying well i need to weigh x amount or i need to feel like this for this date or i need to do this by then no you're just limiting your success. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? There's, you're saying, "Well, okay, that's that's the definition definition of my success is being there at this point." Well, what happens if we're better than that? Mm-hmm. Why limit it? Mm-hmm. Why limit it? The best version of you is limitless. Mm-hmm. So, and that scares some people. When mm-hmm. I say, if they come in and say to me, "I want to do this by this point," I say, "That's fine." Like, mm-hmm. I don't care whether you do that or not. Yeah. I care about whether you're smiling at the end of each session and whether you're still smiling yeah. when I see you the following week. That's all I care about. Yeah. I, and, and and it's I'm not taking away from the statistics. Don't get me wrong. I understand there's a time and a place to see sure. to see numbers. I get that. Yeah. But often, if you look after the other thing first, you look after how you're feeling. You look after the best version of you. Those things that you wanted anyway, mm-hmm. they come without even worrying. Well, yeah. I mean, I read in a blog um, that that you did that success for you is leaving a room each time feeling a little bit more content in your own skin and own feelings than when we walked in. Mm. So uh, I think I think that's powerful. So. In terms of that, then, what what is a good day for you? What does a good day look like? Um, a good day for me is is waking up well rested. 
I don't get to sleep as much as I'd like to because I'm, I'm busy. So waking up well rested and having the time to, to, to meditate and to, to centre myself because I know at that point I'll affirmate, I'll read, I'll, 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 yeah, I will able to give myself that time, that self-love. I, I then know I'll be better for everyone else in that day. I, I definitely see a difference if I don't look after me first. Yes. I, I can't then look after everyone else in the way I want to. You can't pour from an empty cup. No. I, I heard a wonderful saying once about, uh, and, it, and it challenged me at first, when you're on an aeroplane, and it's going down, hopefully not. Um, they say to you, they say to you, uh, please fix your own mask before you fix anyone yes. else's. Yes. And that, that, that I was thinking, no, if I was a father, I'd fix my child's mask first. Actually, no, you need to fix your own mask so you're in a better position to then help that person that yes. needs you more. So, and, and I, I battled with that a little bit. So I have to look after me first. I, I'll do my, do my morning routine, bit of exercise, um, meditation, affirmation, read perhaps, um, coffee. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then I head into I head into to my work environment with this this flow, this idea that I don't need to over plan, I don't need to overthink, I don't need to um work too hard. And that mm. may sound crazy to some people. Mm-hmm. I just walk in and, and I know and this is my gift, I connect with people in a certain way that I used to plan everything down to the, the nth degree and actually then it, it would go out the window anyway. You come into this flow where you connect with an individual on any given day they may need, may need any new way of dealing with something or something because people are the human beings there's infinite reasons why they may feel a certain reason on, on, on a certain day mm-hmm. so i i look to help as many people as i can during that day and i do a job that lets me do that um and again that just makes me feel better mm-hmm. uh, and if if that's my selfish thing to do but it helps others then great let's 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 just do that mm-hmm. but um Overthinking and, and overdoing was, was something I did in abundance. Mm-hmm. And now when I find my flow, oh, it's just wonderful. And I can go for hours and hours and ends and people coming in and out of the gym. My environment is the gym. It doesn't matter where you're doing this. This could be yeah. an office, a home, a, care, a relationship, anything. Mm-hmm. I find my flow. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in my flow, I'm untouchable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't compare myself to any other personal trainer or any other individual in this environment. People have more knowledge than me. That's fine. People yeah. are more have more exercise and scientific knowledge. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Exercise is a vehicle, mm-hmm. and I love the exercise. I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I want to just connect with individuals, mm-hmm. and I want them to go away smiling. And and my 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 uh, sort of success metric is 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 them perhaps sending me a message or or, or or ringing me later and saying I had a really great time today. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I'm mm-hmm. feeling good. Mm-hmm. That's my success metric. However, people, how people, other people, not perceive me. I don't. I'm not dictating my success on how I'm perceived. Mm. But if I can make them feel better and how I treat others, yes, that's I, I deem that quite successful. If you can treat, if I can treat others very well all day and them to come out feeling better, then that would be a good day for me. No, oh, that's fantastic. And it's interesting. I mean, you went through it quite quickly, almost almost casually in terms of your start of your day in terms of sleep, which we all know is mm. absolutely you know, cr- mm. critical for mental well-being and then your affirmations mm. and and your meditation mm. and yeah you know, I completely agree with it all and some people will be saying I'm really busy yeah I don't have time for this but um you clearly are so is this then about well actually priorities and making time do you get up that bit earlier to allow to do this to, I mean how you know how do you make time for it I sympathise with with some people. I don't. I don't yet have children. I want to be a father. I don't yet have children, so I know that that's a that's a big part of this. The and we all have busy routines. We've all got things going on. I I don't believe 
that people have no time for these things because they may have time to make tea and toast and watch 10 minutes of Good Morning Britain. They, they may have time to watch Netflix in the evening. They may have now, you, you can make time for things that are valuable to you and, and you have to, sometimes actually it's really, a, it's it's from a, a position of people trying to do too much for, other, for others that don't mm. get time to look after themselves. And actually, this is why I had to, to sort of retract a little bit to help others better. I have to look after me first. And it's, yes. it sounds... Maybe if you're a mum of two children and you've got the school run and then you've got to get to work and you've got to make lunches and you've got to do this, you've got to make breakfast, it would feel selfish to go and take 10 minutes to yourself. But I can guarantee you, if you can make that 10 minutes work, you, 10 minutes earlier in the morning, perhaps, I don't know, but it can be done in that time. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes I only have 10 minutes in the morning. I may get up at five and I've got my first client at six and I've only got 10 minutes. Now, for me, first thing I do, big glass of water. Mm -hmm. I, I use the Headspace app. I can pick a three and a half minute meditation on there. That's the way they were at four minutes now. Mm -hmm. I might do 10 press ups or 10 sit ups. That's 30 seconds, less than a minute. Mm -hmm. I say out loud things like, I am enough. Today, I I'm like gonna, that. Today, I'm going to look after the people. Nothing complicated. I'm not reading yeah. out a script. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of who I am, any, any, mm -hmm. anything like that. And I may read just a, just a, a page of a book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's less than 10 minutes. Yeah, that's less uh, than ten minutes. Yeah, it's um, that's really interesting. So I'm I'm a big fan of uh, a doctor called Rangan Chatterjee, and he's done a series of books, and and, and one of them t talks about sort of simple habits, and mm. I think he talks about the three M's: of mindfulness, movement, and uh, mindset. Mm. And actually, it's exactly what you've just described yeah. to a T. And 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 actually, you know, for people who fear, goodness, I need to sit in an empty head state, which by the way, that's not what mindfulness is, is no. um, for an hour. And then I need to do all this exercise for another hour. It's not about that, is it? Mm. It can be these these sort of 10 minute chunks can actually make a fundamental difference to, to how you are and then what you have to give to others. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and own that. Yeah. And own that. And, and allow yourself that. Allow yourself that time. And if someone says they can't allow you that time, then, then again, perhaps... They're not being, they're not beneficial in your life. Like you're allowed to have, I mean, ten minutes at the start of the day is that's that's yours. You should you should be allowing yourself that time. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, and if you're struggling with that and and you want, I think you just it brings you back to that idea. If you're struggling with that because you have children or because you have responsibilities or or work or whatever, those things will benefit from this. Mm -hmm. So take the time for it. Mm -hmm. Just take just find find a way mm -hmm. because we have got time. Yeah, we have, and it, it, it's. For me, it's an excuse, and I don't want that to sound harsh. Mm. You can find 10 minutes for yourself. You really can. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a challenge in a half. We mm. might get someone going, do you want to come and take over my three children? I hear you. I hear you completely. Yeah. Um, so if I can, if I can, we haven't really explored this. I'd like to talk about mm. setting goals. Um, so how do they, if at all, factor into your life? And so yeah. Yeah. Goals. Goals isn't isn't a, a swear word in my in my in my uh, dictionary. But, but 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 why why I've I've done it. Listen, I've done it. I know I've 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 stressed about it and I've felt pain through goals. Um, and uh, for me, goals are perhaps slight limitations on success. Um, there was an incredible podcast I listened to um, with Johnny Wilkinson. Um, obviously, famously kicked the kicked the yes. World Cup winning uh, drop goal in. Long time, 2003 maybe, mm. um, to win, win England the World Cup. And this is quite far-fetched in the way he described it, but he said, he talked about, he compared kicking the drop goal to win the World Cup with washing the dishes and compared and said, 
I'm just moving my body to achieve an action, to achieve an outcome. Mm -hmm. So by washing the dishes, he's moving his body to achieve achieve Mm -hmm. an outcome. By kicking that job goal, he was moving his body to achieve an outcome. Mm -hmm. Now, he's still trying to to achieve achieve something at the end of it. But why why does something else need to be more important than something than Mm -hmm. than than another? Mm -hmm. So if we can find this again, I'm bringing it back to presence. I'm bringing it back to just being in a moment. Mm -hmm. If we can do our best in any individual moment, any any individual thing, these these small habits will lead to far greater achievements. So football, I would say to myself, I have to score twenty goals in this season to be successful. What if I scored nineteen? Was I not? (laughs) <laughs> like, or once I go to twenty, is the journey over? So, I sit in my in my in my in my gym environment. We, I, I say, there is no end to this journey. And 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 when someone says it has a goal, my my next question is always, and then what? So if you if you say I want to weigh ten stone or whatever, uh, which a lot of people will come on the phone and say to me, we'll first have this conversation. I say, okay, that's fine. I understand what you, where you're coming from. And then what? Are we done? Are we, are we done? Is that us? Like, I just <laughs> yeah. send you on your way. That's it. Like, Next client. No. The journey never ended. The, the journey of self-betterment never has an end goal. The journey of self-betterment never has a finish line. It's something we have to work on tirelessly every day. Mm-hmm. And it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. But we'll find benefits from it every day. Mm-hmm. And when you come away from that, then it, that's where I think pain comes for me. Mm-hmm. So goals, have them in the back of your mind. Have something you want to achieve. A, a vision probably is a better yeah. word for me. I would yeah, like to okay. use. Yeah. Have a vision of, of of these 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 things, but don't limit yourself. Mm. Don't limit yourself because we are incapable of absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. And and don't limit yourself in the sense that you may do something incredibly as as a as a result of not doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, we re- we require failure as human beings, as as creative and innovative individuals. Failure is at the very definition of that. Like you you have to fail to get better at something. Mm-hmm. So let's not let's not use that as a negative either. So goals more like visions yes let's have a vision of something but let's not limit ourselves mm-hmm. and let's accept that we have to get up every day mm-hmm. and we've got 24 hours and it's a bit cliche mm-hmm. but just to be better than we were mm-hmm. the, the day before and, it, and if that doesn't work okay that's fine that mm-hmm. sometimes we won't be able to do that sometimes we have bad days mm-hmm. that's also fine but to get up the next day we reset we go again and we try we just try our bloody best mm-hmm. to to feel better that day and to help others and to um be a better version of us and that may be through exercise, that may be through work, that may be through compassion, that may be through something you do for your partner or a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. However that looks, do it and do it to all of your ability. Mm. Do it to all of your ability. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's such an interesting take on goals because I've always sort of looked at it from the motivational goal-based theory mm. and this sort of stuff. And, 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 and actually I've done previous podcasts where they've been quite important for, particularly when it's people who had catastrophic injury and reaching a point. But equally, on a more practical level, mm. you know, I've understood this notion of miswanting where psychologically we place a higher value on the emotion that we think we're going to feel once we've attained something or even bought something. Mm. And in terms of our innate happiness level, mm. actually, you know, there's a temporary feeling of maybe you know quite high levels of happiness, mm. but guess what? It drops down to a baseline level. So, so that really kind of marries and mirrors what you've just described there in terms of how yeah. people approach this. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's I, I mentioned earlier again, I said happiness is, is a transient feeling. Happiness can come from a new car, a new house, mm-hmm. a new relationship, a, achieving a, a goal that you've set. Um, but it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And whereas contentment 
contentment is a little bit more in our control being grateful that's a little bit more in our control mm. accepting what we are power powerful to and what we are powerless to huge mm. incredible thing to be able to do mm. so if, if that's in my power if that's in my control i'm going to work really really hard at that mm. if that's not in my control other people's opinions other people's feelings an outside source that we you have no control over then okay mm. we have to be able to let go of that and mm. just say can't i can't do anything about that thing mm -hmm. but what i can do is this and i'm going to work really really hard at that mm -hmm. um this is not me preaching about this either this is me getting it wrong so many times and <laughs> getting it wrong all of of i'm 28 now i'm probably 25 and a half years of my life doing this doing this the wrong way yeah to now have found this way a little bit and 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 feeling some success from this yeah. and not success. Listen, my business is doing well. I'm, I'm doing well in other areas of my life and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I feel inside myself this sense of being in the right place. That's contentment. Yeah, absolutely. That's contentment. Yeah. And uh, that takes work every day and mm. it's hard. Mm. And it's hard being sensitive and it's hard <laughs> being caring on this level. But yeah. this toolbox is growing. Yeah. This toolbox is growing. And these are, I'm just sharing some of the ideas that have worked for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if we even one of these ideas works for for anyone listening, then 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 great. Yeah, that, I mean, well, that brings nicely to to my final question actually in terms of your toolbox. So I always ask this question at the end, which is what what would you say your top three tips would be? And it could be something you've already covered, or even something new for anyone listening. Mm -hmm. But be it someone who has a catastrophic injury, or be it a, a, a you know seemingly successful male, or even a female. You know, yeah. what, what 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 would you suggest? So I'm going to keep it really, really simple. Um, and I don't want it to sound cliche or overly simple. When we, I'm going to go into it into a little bit more depth um, on, on all points. But these are sort of my three rules that help me a little bit at the minute and what we've talked about throughout throughout the podcast. Um, the ability to let go. Mm -hmm. That's not giving up. It's the opposite. It is literally the opposite. Having the ability to let go. What are we powerless to? What can we surrender to? And what can we control? So powerless and surrender have these negative connotations. And I talked about this at, at length with these, these, these men recently in that, this wonderful course. Um, I had this connotation of powerlessness and, and, and surrender as throwing the white flag, giving up, giving in. No, it's not. There is so much in this world we can't control. And letting go of those things and working on the ones we can is such a beautiful and freeing feeling. Yeah. So we're, we're, the ability to recognize that. So saying, I can control this mm -hmm. and I'm going to really, really work hard at that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give it my all. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. There's something you can't control. Surrender to it. Admit powerlessness to it and just say, that's okay. I'm going to let that ride out. The universe will have a way of dealing with that. And that, that's fine. It's not in my control. But what I can do, I will I will look after. Controlling the controllables. Mm -hmm. And how would you get rid of that? Is that similar to what you described earlier in terms of, you know, thank you for presenting this to me, Mr. Chimp or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. But you know, you, I, you're getting on a train now and yeah, you're going. Yeah, is that, yeah. yeah. And, and this is, there's so much out of our control and we spend so much time worrying about these things mm. and you, you it, it takes some time it takes some practice but you have to sit back into it embrace it accept it see that see it see it for what it is and say actually can i change this mm -hmm. in some cases yes okay work hard mm. in some cases no okay let go mm -hmm. let get go it, get it on that let, train. <laughs> yeah let go with, with with everything completely let go surrender to it yeah accept powerlessness to that yeah and then use that energy that energy you'd have spent worrying about that thing, that energy you'd have spent trying to control that thing that you can't control, use that elsewhere yeah. on things that you can. So that's my first one, that's letting go. Brilliant, okay. My second one is, is it sounds simple, but be the ability to be authentic, the ability to be yourself. Leadership begins and ends with authenticity. Mm -hmm. Be authentic. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs didn't start out to become a billionaire, he started out to create a product that 
would would change people's lives. That mm-hmm. was his that was his idea. And he talked about it with such passion mm-hmm. that ended up being Apple. What we know it today, of course, is incredible. Mm-hmm. You look at you look on a football pitch now. I'm relating it to football because I play football. The most artistic and creative players are just being themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to replicate someone else or do what anyone else is doing. It's the same in business. It's the same in relationships. It's the same in. Don't try and replicate people. Mm-hmm. Be inspired. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. people you inspire them. Mm-hmm. Say, wow, I like that idea. But put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Be authentic to you. Mm-hmm. The best leaders in the world are the most authentic. Mm-hmm. The best leaders in the world are the most vulnerable and the most willing to be the most vulnerable. They're the toughest people mm-hmm. who can say, I, I didn't get this right. Mm-hmm. How can I get How can I get it better? How can I do this better? How can I How can I be more be more authentic? Be proud to be that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. That's an, that's a hard one. And it, and and. But even trying in ways each each day to, to be a little bit more authentic to you, again, small habits will will, re, will, will reach bigger bigger achievements in, in that sense. And I guess as part of that, um, thinking back to sort of the gender thing and even more broadly, part of being authentic is also demonstrating vulnerability, I, I oh, imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, you can't fake that. No. You don't, well, authenticity is, is not fakeness. It's, it's mm. being all that you are. Mm. And being proud of that. And sometimes that needs work and sometimes that needs help. And sometimes you get it so wrong. Mm. But if we keep working hard on just being us and embracing that, the power you can, we'd all get from that and how that inspires others. Letting your own light shine will will, will light others up. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that. Oh, my goodness me. Letting your own light shine. And we, 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 we try and turn that lamp off and hide mm. it sometimes. Mm. Go, go and be brave. Go and be courageous. Mm. Go and be willing to fail. Mm. And that, that brings me into my, my, my third and final one, willingness to fail. Willingness to fail. And you've, we've all heard the fail forward quote, and I'm not going to be cliche with that, but this was uh, listening to this 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 conversation with Brené Brown, who's a, a, oh, yeah. a motivational Brené, speaker yeah. in, in, in America, and she's, she talks about, in, from a business sense, football environment, masculine environment, failure, bad. Business environments, and this is, you will know more about this than me, failure equals bad. No, no, no. We've had to fail to get here. I failed a, in a big way to find where I am now. Mm. Creativity, innovation, everything that makes us beautiful human beings like requires failure. Mm. We have to fail to then get it right. So fail mm. and keep doing it. Mm. But then have the courage and have the bravery to say, yeah, I'm going to go again. And I'm going to try that thing again and it might fail again, but I'm going mm. to do it. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. On a football pitch, that might be misplacing a pass, but then asking for the ball back again. Mm. That you can use that analogy in anything in business. Mm. Yeah, a conversation you may have had that hasn't gone right. Go back, have it again. Lean in, mm-hmm. lean in. Go again. Be mm. honest. Be vulnerable. Be brave. Be authentic. Mm-hmm. Be willing to fail. By definition, these these creativity innovation require failure to become the the best versions of them. Mm-hmm. So stop seeing it as a bad thing. Brilliant. Both from a from a from a individual perspective, from a group perspective, from a management perspective, mm-hmm. stop seeing it as a problem. It's an opportunity to learn, and it's such a beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. to learn. And it says a hell of a lot about you as a person if you can fail, mm. be courageous, get back up and try again. But also in the same sense that if someone around you fails and it affects you, mm. to understand it from from their perspective and understand that if they were trying their best and they were being authentic to them, that we, that we try hard with Support them again as that. well. Yeah. So that's my three. Brilliant. Be willing to let go, be authentic, be willing to fail. Fantastic. Jim, it's been an absolute joy speaking with you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Thank and, you. Uh, it's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.
Please like, comment and share and send us any questions at www.bushco.co.uk slash podcast.